0: The effects of trauma early in life can influence adult life in many different ways, impacting our sense of self, the way we communicate, and how we form relationships. And developing more self-awareness of our behaviors in adult life can really help to undo the harm of childhood trauma. So if you're caring for a young person who has experienced childhood trauma, or you're living with the consequences of childhood trauma as an adult, I want to show you the different ways in which childhood trauma can manifest in adult life and relationships. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 82 of Better Brain, Better You. Hello, I'm neuroscientist, Dr. Ben Webb, sharing brain advice for a mentally healthy and happy midlife. Hey, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode on how trauma manifests in midlife. So when a child experiences trauma, like neglect and abuse early in life, it really can have a devastating impact on their physical, mental and emotional development. But we now know that with the right experiences at the right time, a young person can actually heal from the emotional pain caused by the trauma and live a healthy and happy life. So if you'd like to learn how to help a young person to heal from early life trauma, our resident clinical psychologist, Dr. Zoe Webb, has released a free-to-watch video workshop called Rewiring the Teenage Brain to Heal Trauma. In this video workshop, Dr. Webb will discuss how a child's brain responds to stress, how a child's brain changes in response to adverse childhood experiences, and how carers and parents can help a young person's brain to rewire itself to heal the emotional pain of their childhood trauma. So you can watch this video workshop at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash heal trauma. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash heal trauma. So children who experience trauma often struggle to learn the same boundaries and behaviors that so many of us take for granted. So as a child is growing and developing, they look to their carers for how to interact with the world around them. And If those carers behave in dysfunctional or unhealthy ways, chances are, the chances are high that children will learn to mimic these same unhealthy behaviours, even if unintended. So for many of us, the effects of abuse and neglect as a child manifest in dysfunctional relationships as an adult. Going back to childhood and the teenage years usually shed some light on adult behaviour. The ways in which our carers interact with us as well as with each other shapes our view of the world and those around us. So as an adult this will affect our sense of self, the way we communicate and how we form relationships with other people. So unless we do the work to develop more self-awareness of our behaviours we will usually repeat these same patterns in our adult life. So if you're caring for a young person who has experienced childhood trauma, or you're an adult who experienced trauma as a child, I wanna share 10 ways that childhood trauma can manifest in adult life and relationships. So the first way is a fear of being abandoned. So children who are neglected or abandoned by a carer often struggle with fears of abandonment long into adulthood and even into midlife, even if they are unaware of these fears. So while their underlying fear is that their partner will eventually leave, these thoughts often reveal themselves in everyday situations, such as getting scared when a partner goes out by themselves or being unable to take care of themselves if a partner leaves the room during an argument. So this fear can also manifest as jealousy or in extreme cases possessiveness. So the second way is becoming irritable or easily annoyed with other people. So when we grow up in environments where we're often often criticised or we witness others being criticised, we can learn that this is a natural way to express our unhappiness with relationships. We learn that our imperfections and quirks are intolerable and project that intolerance onto our partners or others around us. So the third way is the need for a lot of space and time for oneself. So growing up in a chaotic or unpredictable environment creates a lot of stress and can leave a child's brain in a constant state of hypervigilance. So then they become an adult who needs a lot of time to themselves in order to calm those feelings of anxiety, nervousness, and fear. Staying home where you can control your surroundings, feel safer, and allows you to relax. In extreme cases, some adults can become socially anxious or even become agoraphobic. So the fourth way shows up in the way that we deal with financial and household responsibilities. So sometimes this can look like a reluctance to rely on a partner at all due to fears of depending on another person. Or it might look like taking complete control of financial or household responsibilities in a partnership. Or even fully taking care of the other person to the point where you're actually taking advantage of them. And the opposite, relying too much on them to the point where they take care of you, is also a result of unmet childhood needs. So the fifth way manifests as settling and staying in relationships for perhaps much longer, a much longer period of time than is healthy or even normal. When a young person grows up in unstable environments with carers who struggle with drug addiction, mental illness or even illness or death, children often develop a sense of guilt that becomes from wanting to end a relationship before we have been able to fix the other person. So staying with a person who's not a good fit for someone who has experienced trauma sometimes feels safer than being alone. The sixth way is constantly arguing or fighting in relationships or avoiding conflict at all costs. So, all relationships have conflict, but children who grew up in environments where carers were always arguing or who avoided any sort of conflict whatsoever often do not learn the skills necessary to have constructive and healthy communication. So, this includes healthy and productive ways to navigate and manage conflict. So the seventh way is not knowing how to repair relationships after fights and conflict. So if, if we haven't learned how to manage conflict in a healthy way, then we also don't know how to repair a relationship after the inevitable conflict that happens in adult relationships. So this can look like pretending that a problem didn't happen, not knowing when or how to compromise on an issue, or even dishing out the silent treatment. And the eighth way that childhood trauma shows up in an adult relationship is spending as little time as possible being single, moving from one end of one relationship to the beginning of a new relationship as quickly as possible. So being a serial monogamist. This can often be due to fears of being hurt again, fears of being alone, or even trying to prove that you're worthy of the love and affection that you didn't receive as a child. With each new partner, comes new hopes to confirm that you are worthy of the love and care you missed out on as a child. So the ninth way is worrying about settling too easily, being fearful of committing or avoiding relationships altogether. So this often occurs because carers were unreliable or abandoned you, leaving you distrustful of those who claim to care for you. So if you fear that others will hurt you, the way your carers did, avoiding settling down can feel safer as it allows you the freedom to leave the relationship when and if necessary. The 10th way is worrying about changing your partner. So this is a trauma response that comes from the belief that we need to do the best with what we have or even the fear that we cannot do any better. Children are powerless to change who their carers are So they learn to try to make do with what they have. And as adults, it's common for this pattern to carry over into our relationships. So causing us to desire changes within our partner in order to calm our own fears of relationships. So if we can fix the person and make them a better partner, we can somehow prove to ourselves that we are worthy and able to have a successful relationship. So I want to finish by asking, Can we change these sort of behaviour patterns in adult life? Well, while self-reflection really is essential to any form of growth, trauma-focused therapy can really help with this process as it can hold you accountable as well as assist with the feelings that come up along the way. And many people find support in other ways as well, such as journaling, group support, spirituality and other forms of support and self-reflection. So doing the work to unlearn dysfunctional adult behaviours that were learnt as a consequence of childhood trauma are essential for our personal and relational growth. So, If you'd like to learn how to help a young person heal from early trauma, our resident clinical psychologist Dr Zoe Webb has released a free to watch video workshop called Rewiring the Teenage Brain to Heal Trauma. In this video workshop you'll learn how to help a young person heal their brain to start healing their emotional pain caused by their childhood trauma. So you can watch this video workshop at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash heal trauma. That's it for today. So I really hope today's episode was helpful. Stay safe, take really good care of yourself, and I will look forward to seeing you next time.